0: M1280 The Patriot, WWTC Minneapolis St. Paul, FM 107.5, K298CO Minneapolis.
1: With SRN News, I'm Jason Walker. Association representing federal air marshals says a program created after 9 11 to protect the flying public is being abused
2: by Congress. Sonia Hightower-Labasco, executive director of the Air Marshal National Council, submitted a formal congressional ethics complaint about one such flight involving Congresswoman Maxine Waters of California, who flew from Washington, D.C., to Minneapolis on April 17th to attend the trial of former police officer Derek Chauvin. Labasco says Waters was already accompanied by two armed Capitol Police and two U.S. Secret Service agents when she allegedly requested two air marshals and two more marshals on touchdown to escort her in the airport. Bernie Bennett reporting.
1: Israeli airstrikes on Gaza blasting three buildings, killing 42 people. Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu says the fighting between the two will continue. This is SRN News.
0: Dennis Prager doesn't understand the logic. Doesn't it show that there's something
3: fraudulent in, in at least the presentation of the effectiveness of the vaccine? If you're vaccinated, why do you give a damn if the next guy's vaccinated? The convoluted nonsense, I mean the drivel, it's like
0: men give birth. The Dennis Prager Show, weekdays at 11 on AM 1280, The Patriot, Intelligent Radio.
4: You're listening to AM 1280, The Patriot. Weather for today, we got partly sunny and a high of 77, moving in the partly cloudy and a low of 52 for tonight. Tomorrow, sunny and a high of 80, moving in the mostly clear and a low of 58 Governor Walz has put an end to his emergency orders and COVID mandates. It's time for Twin Cities small businesses to come back stronger than ever, and we're happy to help. Be sure your products or services top of mind by contacting us at surroundmsp.com. We'll help create a customized marketing plan that uses your budget to its full potential.
1: Expressed on the following program do not necessarily represent those of this station or its management.
5: Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network.
6: And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch
5: in T-minus three, two, one.
0: We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM-1280, the Patriot Studios in Egan. here is The Closer Brad
2: Carlson. And Plot is Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with hour number two of the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at BradCarlson.org, and we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488 You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow, that's hashtag N-A-R-N-Show for any comments or questions. And if you'd like to follow us along on Facebook, feel free to do so. Just do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network and give us a like. And I am doing a live stream of the broadcast. It has stayed up the entirety of the show. Thankfully, no technical glitches. Knock wood. But, yeah, go to Facebook.com, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network, and tune in live on our live video if you'd like to. Not to see my ugly mug, but it's another uh, comment thread that you can uh, where you can opine or leave a question, and I will acknowledge all uh, uh, inquiries on this broadcast. And as always, excuse me, we appreciate you tuning in. I uh, spent the first hour, obviously, on COVID-19 and the lifting of the mask mandate, the CDC's uh, adjusted guidance, all of that good stuff. But I did want to uh, take a uh, shift to a, a national news story, uh, something that, uh, you know, I, I maybe... Uh, I kind of been paying a, r- a little bit of attention to um but not rapt attention and uh, this is uh having to do with uh the kind of the intra-party squabble in the US House particularly among House Republicans which are the minority party. They really don't have a lot of power. I mean, obviously when you're the majority party, it stands to reason that they're the ones who set the agenda. They're the ones that determine you know what items they're going to focus upon, and in all likelihood, get their agenda items passed out of their chamber. But since the uh, Senate is a fifty-fifty split, uh, and they don't have a, and they haven't killed the filibuster in the Senate yet, <clears throat> not good. Hopefully, they don't. Not much is going to get done. Well, you've probably been hearing something about uh, Representative Liz Cheney, Republican out of Wyoming, and, of course, the daughter of former Vice President uh, Dick Cheney. She was ousted as leader of the House Republican Conference in favor of Congresswoman uh, Elise Stefanik. Uh, Elise Stefanik is a congresswoman out of uh, New York, where she is, uh, I I think when she was first elected, I, I think it was back 2014, I think she was first elected, She was, at the time, the youngest ever uh, member of Congress to be elected. I believe she was only 28, 29 at the time. And since then, Congresswoman Tide Podavida, a.k.a. Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez, usurped her. I think uh, AOC was 28 when she was elected, whereas Stefanik was 29. Not not 100% sure in the details. Doesn't really matter. But at least Stefanik is now the chair of the House Republican Conference. And this is something that you can tell the Biden administration is in crisis by what news outlets like CNN, MSNBC, as well as the Washington Post, New York Times, you can what what they're choosing to cover, and that is wall to wall cover on the dysfunction among the Republican Party in the House. Which is the minority party in the House? They don't really have any power because, again, the majority party sets the agenda. That's just how it works. That's basic knowledge. But they're focusing on this because they're trying to set a narrative about how the Republicans are dysfunctional. They can't be trusted, and, and you know what? That that may be true. I, I don't. I don't even know that I can necessarily 100% disagree with that. But if you're so concerned about which party and which elected officials are showing competence in their job, then you're committing a dereliction of duty if you're not looking on what's happening to this country four months into the Joe Biden administration. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But I do at least want to chat about this. Uh, to be honest, I'm ambivalent about the move, about Liz Cheney being ousted as chair of uh, the Republican conference in the House. Uh, I, I'm not a big fan of forever wars, I, I will say that much. And the Republican Party, a lot, of, a lot of Republicans kind of drifted toward that stance because a lot of them are, as Eric Erickson says, still perform, doing the performative leg-humping of Trump. For whatever reason, they have sold their political souls to Donald Trump. Why? I don't know. Because Donald Trump, and I'll say it right now, put my money on the table, Donald Trump will not be president of the United States ever again. It's not happening. Even though he may run in 2024, if he ends up being the Republican candidate in 2024, he will lose. You can call me up, tell me I'm wrong, and I will take your call, 651-289-4488. You want to debate about that? That's fine. I'm willing to. But I just don't understand. But but what you can't debate is Donald Trump's not in power. Okay, yeah, he may be working behind the scenes, and some people may be coveting his endorsement in their special elections or their primary battles or whatever else. And that's all fine and good, but he's not in power. And I will say that I'm ambivalent about Liz Cheney being ousted. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm not a fan of forever wars, like I said. But her voting record is much more conservative than Elise Stefanik's. Elise Stefanik voted against the Tax Cuts and Jobs Act. Okay? She voted against securing the southern border. Two things that Liz Cheney both supported. So if we're going to oust people based on personality conflicts, then you're not a party with any kind of agenda. You're a party that's a cult of personality. And you're worshiping at the altar of Trump. And I'm here to tell you that's a political loser. You're not going to get anywhere worshiping at the party of Trump. I understand the rationale to a certain extent. It's like, you know, there are Trump voters. They've made up a valuable voting block, and, you know, we can't win with just traditional establishment Republicans. But what you're missing is how you've expanded the party. I mean, a lot of particularly Hispanics who didn't vote Democrat before are moving toward the Republican Party or just waiting for a reason to move toward the Republican Party. If the Republicans would just give them more of a reason to gravitate toward them and earn their vote. And again, I emphasize it a lot. In 2020, we saw the Republicans make inroads with constituencies, particularly black voters and Hispanic voters, that they haven't seen in in a long, long time. Okay? Okay. And as a result, they made significant gains in the U.S. House when they were supposed to lose. Okay? The Democrats were supposed to increase their majority in the House. Instead, they barely kept the majority. All right? And the Republicans, when they were supposedly vulnerable in all these red states, like Lindsey Graham in South Carolina, Mitch McConnell in Kentucky, Steve Daines in uh, Montana— All these Republicans, John Cornyn in Texas, oh, look at it, look at the the, uh, Democrats are going to finally win these traditional red states and and take back the U.S. Senate. Well, none of that came to fruition. The only reason the Democrats took back the United States Senate is because of idiocy within the Republican Party, because the Republicans basically committed suicide in those two special runoffs in January, uh, the runoff elections down in Georgia, where Republican incumbents lost both seats. They had no business losing. But because Donald Trump himself sowed discourse and distrust in the electoral system in Georgia, Republicans ended up, some Trump Republicans in particular, ended up staying home. So, again, I understand the reason to maybe try to uh, appeal to Trump voters, keep your powder dry from that standpoint. But if we're talking about, in fact, well, before I do that, let me get to uh, something that the president said. Uh, I think this was... The day of or the day before uh, Liz Cheney was ousted as chair of the uh, Republican Conference. Liz Cheney is a bitter, horrible human being. I watched her yesterday and realized how bad she is for the Republican Party, even though she voted more in line with you, Mr. President, than did Elise Stefanik. But, uh, anyways, she has no personality or anything good having to do with politics or our country. She is a talking point for Democrats, whether that means the border the gas lines, inflation, or destroying our economy. She is a warmonger whose family stupidly pushed us into the never-ending Middle East disaster, draining our wealth and depleting our great military, the worst decision in our country's history. I look forward to soon watching her as a paid contributor on CSN or CNN or MSDNC. Ever artful as always, isn't he, Donald Trump? I'll I'll, I'll concede this. Liz Cheney needed to focus less on on Trump, who again is not in power, and more on defeating the Biden agenda. That much is true. That much I'll agree with. But again, if you're going to go on voting record as the the reason for supporting someone for conference chair, why Elise Stefanik? And people were telling me, well, you know, the minority party they don't set the agenda in the House, and I know that. I know that. But then, the president or excuse me, former president Donald Trump a day later says, I can't imagine Republican House members will go with Chip Roy. He has not done a great job and will probably be successfully primaried in his own district. I support Elise by far over Chip. Talking about Elise Stefanik. Well, why why do you support Elise over Chip? It can't be because of her conservative voting record. You know why it is? Because Elise Stefanik was starting to question the results of the November 2020 elections. That's it. And if you placate Trump with that, you show him that loyalty that he so much craves, then he'll support you. It's not based on any leadership qualities, although at least Stefanik may be a solid leader. Who's to say? It's not certainly not based on policy stances, because, again, on fiscal matters, fiscal matters, the American Conservative Union Elise Stefanik is less a reliable vote in re- on fiscal responsibility than Ilhan Omar. Okay? Again, if that doesn't matter to you, if it's all, if it's all about a cult of personality, then fine. But that's, this is not a tenable position going forward. But then you can see why CNN, MSNBC, The New York Times, Washington Post, they're all covering this power struggle wall to wall. This isn't complicated, because Americans are more readily aware of the soaring costs of everyday purchases, i.e. gasoline and food, the crisis at the southern border, and our ally Israel being thrown under the bus by leftist elected officials than they are a power struggle by the minority party. Again, I can't put emphasis on that enough. Minority party in the House. And the 2020 midterms are going to reflect those priorities. Because as long as the Republicans don't screw this up, And again, that's a big if. If they just, you know, continue to point out the horrible record of Biden's first term. And again, we're only four months into it and it's been an absolute disaster. They're going to take back the House in 2020. It's a fait accompli. But what they do once they take back the House in 2020 is going to determine how successful they're going to be in 2024. And if they and again, this is Eric Erickson's analogy, not mine. I wish I had to come up with something clever, but I didn't. If they're going to continue to be doing the performative leg-humping of Trump, that's not going to get him anywhere. So my desire would be to let Trump fall by the wayside, much the way Sarah Palin fell by the wayside. Remember how, how bright Sarah Palin's star was after 2008 when she was the vice presidential candidate? The running mate of John McCain? All of a sudden, she was look at the next big bright star, the GOP. Well, then the GOP in the 2010 midterms had an overwhelming victory in the House, took back the House by huge numbers and put a significant dent in the Democrats' majority in the Senate. And then Sarah Palin was an afterthought. So come 2012, she was persona non grata. And that's why she chose not to run. And that's what needs to be done with Trump here just let his star fade and and let him fade into oblivion because i got to tell you if donald trump is our candidate in 2024 the republican candidate in 2024 republicans are going to lose in the white the white house and they could suffer significant losses they could lose what will probably have they'll probably have a house, house majority by that point and they could lose the senate majority and then hello uh, fil- filibuster being eliminated all right And hello, carte blanche for progressives to do whatever they want, because by that time it'll be President Kamala Harris, you know, running in 2024. I'd be willing to bet that, too. So, again, I I don't really care much about this uh, leadership battle. But, yeah, I do wish Liz Cheney would just not continue to engage Trump because it's counterproductive. It gets you nowhere. Liz Cheney is more than free to take her stance of, She wants to ensure Donald Trump gets nowhere near the White House again. She is free to take that stance. But it's irrelevant now. It's irrelevant now. You are to serve your constituents in your Wyoming, and I bet dollars to donuts, your constituents want you to point out the disaster that is the Biden agenda. Because here's another inconvenient fact, for those who support Liz Cheney, is that Donald Trump outperformed Liz Cheney In the state of Wyoming. So that's, I think, what, and so she may be just going down with a ship, implementing a scorched earth policy. I have no idea, but hopefully we can move on from this because I don't really care to talk about it again. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NARNshow. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere.
7: Look at all these options.
0: You can fill an entire warehouse with all the different ways you can stream The Patriot. Top shelf choices include am1280thepatriot.com, our free app, and radio.com.
8: With the extreme weather changes in Minnesota, it can be very unpleasant when the windows in your house begin to fail. But what's even more unpleasant is the three long-winded, high-pressure sales calls you need to sit through to get multiple bids. They tell you their window is the best and all the rest are no good, and hey, I'll throw in a free window if we can write this up tonight. I'm Ryan from My3Quotes. What if I told you you could get competitive bids from three high-rated local contractors on any window brand after only one short meeting with me? The process is simple. I'll stop by to measure the windows and we'll talk options. Whether it's vinyl, wood, composite, or fiberglass, we'll come up with a job scope that fits your house and your style, and you'll receive the quotes within a week. If you've already had some window bids and were floored by the price, call me. As you'll see from my reviews, my quotes can come in thousands less than others for the exact same window. If you decide to move forward, I'll come back to write up the order and do a walkthrough when it's done. And yes, the service is free. So hop online and visit My3Quotes to set up an appointment. That's the number three, My3Quotes.
9: Three Learn how thousands of smart homeowners are investing about a dollar to avoid expensive home repair bills. John, a former non-customer, said, For about $1 a day, you can have all the major appliances and systems in your home, guaranteed fixed or replaced, with HSC's home warranty coverage. Call now, and the first month is free. If the lines are busy, please call back. 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853. That's 800-824-3853. 800-824-3853.
5: Need special boots for a new job but don't know where to start? Step in Red Wing Shoes,
2: where their friendly footwear experts can help you find the right style and size. Red Wing takes the time to learn about your job and measure your feet to get the perfect fit. Red Wing specializes
5: in no-pressure one-on-one service. Stop into their stores in Circle Pines, Columbia Heights, Coon Rapids, Bloomington, and St. Cloud. Can't make it into the store? Ask your workplace about
2: their shoe trucks where they bring the store to you. Red Wing Shoes. Work is our
0: work. AM-1280, The Patriot, and iHeartRadio. They go together like freedom and the Second Amendment. Listen at iHeart.com or with the free iHeartRadio mobile app.
2: Welcome back. AM-1280, The Patriot.
6: I'm so happy. Northern
2: Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks for tuning in. in 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You You can also weigh in via Twitter. Hashtag Narn Show. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show for any comments or questions. Do have a phone call uh, that we want to get to real quick. Got a short segment coming up here. Amy is on line one. Amy, you are on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hi,
7: Brad. Thanks a lot. Um, I just think i take issue with you complaining about the cult of personality with trump i don't like trump either but this this you're leading people closer to the cult of personality by making it all about that it's the reason people don't like elise typhonic is because the impeachment was nonsense and that there was something fishy with this election if we don't deal with whatever happened with the election no ideas matter at all 2022 is a smokescreen it's not going to happen I think a lot of people feel that way, especially with this mask crap. This is all about keeping people away from the polls, keeping things going a certain direction if, if you're 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 gonna write all that off and just say Trump's a rude person and then and then he's just a blowhard of course he's a blowhard
2: yeah, you know, it's you're, more
7: you're driving people closer
2: no it's more the, it's more about it's more than Trump being a blowhard for me he uh i he's unfit to he's unfit to lead i believe and that that's I think that's pretty that's important. Ridiculous. He's unfit to lead. Come on, you got to look at Biden. You don't think
7: Biden's unfit to lead? Of course I do. Of course be I do. Me. Yeah, of course
2: I do. What does that He's, have to do with anything?
7: Nobody likes Biden. Biden did not win this election. He got more votes than Clinton. He got more votes than Obama. That is patently absurd. It's impossible.
2: Okay, thanks for the call, Amy. We appreciate it. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, there are plenty of I know there are a lot of investigations going on. I think specifically in Maricopa County down in Arizona about some uh, voter irregularities down there. But, yeah, I, I, you know, I I don't like playing these binary games. It's like, you know, because I believe Trump is unfit to lead. And then I go, well, what about Biden? Yeah, Biden is, too. Both things can be true. Both things can absolutely be true. And, again, we had what you saw this last election, whether people want to acknowledge it or not, or whether they agree with it or not, what you saw this last election is people were tired of Trump, but they didn't want they didn't. They thought incorrectly, as it turns out, but they thought, okay, Biden, you know, he's not as far left kook as Bernie, even though some of his policy proposals have certainly turned out to be that way. But the point is, what people thought is, you know, Trump is unfit to lead. Uh, we we don't want someone in that uh, position anymore, but we want to be sure to stop the progressive agenda. So what we'll do. Is vote Republicans into the House and vote them in into the uh, in the Senate because they still had a significant majority in the Senate. Well, uh, they put a significant dent in the Democrats' majority in the House when the Democrats were projected to make gains in the House. But what the Republicans didn't keep the majority in the Senate because Donald Trump undermined trust in the Georgia elections where there was no fraud on a wide scale. Every Republican or right-of-center candidate got 50-plus percent of the vote, except for Donald Trump. So that shows you people didn't want Trump in Georgia. Now, David Perdue got like 49.85%, but the Libertarian candidate got 2 or 3% in that Senate race. That's why David Perdue didn't emerge victorious on election night, so it had to go to runoff. But then Trump sowed such distrust in the Georgia election system, that a lot of his supporters stayed home and didn't vote. And he gave the Democrats a two Senate seat. So it became a self-fulfilling prophecy, which I predicted would probably happen, because Trump is so petulant that he couldn't stand the fact that people were not voting for him, but voting in other Republicans, that he would go scorched earth and sabotage the chances of Kelly Leffler and David Perdue. Now, don't get me wrong. Senators Leffler and Perdue were not great candidates. In fact, they didn't run very good campaigns, but it's irrelevant. Georgia is a red state still, and they should have. And if you had normal runoff turnout, the Republicans would have held those two Senate seats. But because, again, Trump sowed such discourse, including taking out ads on the radio, talking about widespread voter fraud that had not been proven, and ginning up kooky conspiracy theories, the Republicans ended up losing those two Senate seats. And again, I wasn't even planning on talking about this, but you know, Amy brought it up, so I feel the need to respond. Because again, we're, we just continue to play these binary games. It's like, well, you think Trump's unfit to lead? What about Biden? Yeah, I didn't vote for Biden. What's your point? Is there a point? No, so that I think that's the biggest issue is when you are president of the United States, okay, you have to... You should is it too much is it too much to expect or hope that the President of the United States doesn't get in petulant Twitter fights with people who are just not even not even politicos I mean he'll take shots at at celebrities so I you know it just again I don't see why the Republicans have to sell out to Trump or why they feel that they need to issue some sort of loyalty pledge to Trump. Okay. I mean, you can talk about the impeachment being a sham. Yeah. The first impeachment I'll agree with you. You know, the whole, uh, the whole Ukraine thing, I think there should have been a strong censure. Yeah, absolutely. But impeachment, I think that was a sham. The one having to do with January 6th at the Capitol. Yeah, there was definitely a stronger case. Again, your mileage may vary. Oh, uh, we only have about a minute left to go. Uh, we want to take Jason's call in uh, Oakdale. Jason, go ahead. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. We've got about a minute or so to go. Go ahead. All right. Thank you, Brad. Hey, listen, um,
10: you know, first I just want to say that if you get if you want to discount culture personality in elections, I mean, I don't even think people understand the difference between the ideologies anymore. That's one of the things that we have left. And the second thing about the reason that a lot of Republicans like Trump, Uh, regardless of whatever his Twitter feud is, I'm not even on Twitter, because he is unapologetic and he doesn't back down. But also it's upsetting to me and a lot of your listeners that you're just like, well, he undermined the Georgia election, and, and we're also sure that Biden got 85 million votes. Biden's the most popular man in history. Do you believe that?
2: Well, this particular election cycle, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say he's the most popular man so in you history. Believe, it was more anti-Trump believe, sentiment Brad. that swept Biden in. It wasn't so much that he was beloved. It was the anti-Trump sentiment that swept no, okay, him in. Okay,
10: I understand, Brad. Let me ask you a quick question. Do you believe that the water main broke where they were counting the votes and they had to shut it down, and then they finished counting them the next day? You think that really
2: happened? The
10: water main broke.
2: Was that, uh, where was that? Was that Michigan?
10: Uh, I don't even know. It doesn't matter. The point is is that they stopped counting all the votes in the, these these few states in the middle of the night. Then they finished them in the morning. And in the meantime, in the Arizona um, audit, they have subpoenas out for the the servers that uploaded from the Dominion software. And the Board of Supervisors is illegally holding
2: them. Yeah, sorry about that, Jason. We're up against a break. Uh, we only have about 10 seconds to go. Uh, AM-1280, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. We're going to take a shift to uh, cyber attack, another riveting subject right here on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Go nowhere.
1: Skilled trade workers are the backbone of every community and also the Army National Guard. Soldiers trained to keep the power flowing, engines running, and in every other trade needed to accomplish the mission. These soldiers are on the fast track to learning skills that can set them up for success at home with companies looking to hire the best. Their resumes are being built through their paid training and part-time service. Find out how you too can learn a trade profession by visiting NationalGuard.com. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station.
3: High school sports are as American as apple pie and going to a game or meet is a chance to see the stars of tomorrow shine today. But as anybody who's ever attended a high school sporting event in Minnesota knows, you can't have the stars without the stripes. High schools are currently looking for new officials in almost every sport. Who looks good in stripes? Anybody looking for a way to stay connected to a sport they love. If you like the idea of giving back to your community while earning a few extra bucks, Chances are you'd look good in stripes, too. We want to hear from you. We need to hear from you. No officials means no games. No stripes means no stars. And what kind of America would that be? Minnesota needs more high school officials. Go to highschoolofficials.com to sign up or learn more. That's highschoolofficials.com. Computer Service.
11: You and your business are online today more than ever. Most people are working from home and meeting via internet, and that means IT structures are overtaxed, and Wi-Fi is humming. An outage in one of your critical systems now could be a fatal blow to your operation. RB's Computer Service is ready and able to help. Their staff is standing by and prepared to offer assistance. If your business IT system experiences a failure, give RB's a call. Their professional team of certified computer and networking specialists is experienced in diagnosing
3: American
7: Pressure, spray
0: it,
3: don't say it.
0: Pressure pumps and parts to get the job done. Pro-pressure washers and the Arctic steamer. Our service and selection is second to none. Professional quality from the proven leader. American Pressure, INC.com. American
7: Pressure, spray it, don't say it.
2: Welcome back, AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with another segment on the broadcast. We'd like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. And here to take your phone calls, 651-289-4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter at hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. Joined by our technology wonk, Greg Scott. Uh, we're going to talk about, uh, is Greg's microphone on, by the way? Okay. So we're going to um, talk about uh, all things. uh, Well, particularly the cyber attack on the Colonial Pipeline, which wreaked a little havoc uh, down in the southeast as well as the East Coast. Lots. Uh, You know, I didn't mean to. You know, I again, I was just talking the last segment about the leadership battle within the House uh, Republicans, and the only thing, the only reason I was talking about it from the context of the media wants to make it a bigger story than it is because people, when they go to the polls and or the the polls in twenty twenty two. Their polling place. They're not going to remember a leadership squabble, inter-party squabble in the Republican Party. They're going to want to know how well they're doing, how much they're having to pay for their uh, everyday goods. And if if it's a lot higher than normal, they're going to take that into account. So uh, we do want to take uh, Dan's call real quick on uh, line one. Uh, Dan from Hopkins. Dan, we have about a couple of minutes. You are on the Northern Alliance Trading Network.
1: Thanks. Thanks, Brad. And hi to Mr. Scott. Hi, Dan. I think I, I talked to you both one time. We had a, a, a big argument online whether or not there was a massive
2: fraud in the, the election. I remember. I,
5: that, I remember that. It was a good time. I enjoyed You thought that. there was fraud yeah, in the election, have
2: Dan? Why haven't you ever mentioned this before? I'm kidding. I'm <laughs> kidding.
1: Yeah. Well, you know what? What are your thoughts on that the Board of Supervisors refusing to turn over the routers and, um, and all the fraud that they've found? There's a lot of fraud they found already. You know, gentlemen, without arguing about it, you will see... There, there was the massive fraud that all of us knew, all of us, 80 million that voted for President Trump, Certainly. knew there was, and it's starting to percolate to the top. Which board of
5: supervisors? Are you, Arizona. Oh, the Maricopa Arizona, County thing?
1: Maricopa County, yes.
5: I haven't read anything oh, on that they, in the last couple of days, so uh, I okay, wouldn't trust because they're illegally,
1: they've been, they've been ordered by a court to turn this stuff over, and they illegally refused to. And Dominion Systems was also ordered to turn over some passwords that they refused to, because they say it's proprietary well your proprietary uh, nonsense doesn't uh, allow I'd, I'd American d- elections to be stolen so yeah, i mean
5: you just have to a wait a and grand, see take those facts with a grain of salt the auditors the auditors have had their problems too and they've been ordered to open up their auditing methods and they and they fought that i take take Read and read Sidney Powell's defense against the whole <laughs> lawsuit thing. Read read what she had to say. That to was you. reassuring, wasn't it? Yeah. Well,
2: no reasonable person would have believed what I had to say on these uh, on the on these election allegations. Yeah, because she was going to be sued for the, to the tune of about a billion dollars one point three billion. Is that amazing? Powell how sold,
5: that happened? Yeah, Sidney Powell sold you down the river. That's the short the short version of it.
2: Yeah, we appreciate that. Appreciate the call, Dan. Like I say, I didn't want to get into it. I just wanted to comment on the uh, GOP uh, leadership struggle. And, you know, not get into this uh, this point, but uh, someone just direct messaged me saying I'm about as unhinged uh, about Trump as Cheney is. (laughs) And and it's ironic that a Trump supporter is telling me to give it a rest. The election is over. Wow. I think uh, that's that's some high octane irony right there. Uh, um, No, I'm not unhinged uh, about Trump. I'm just saying that I, in fact, I said Liz Cheney just needs to not engage Trump at all because it's irrelevant. It's less focus on the Biden agenda, which the Republican Party as a whole should be focusing upon. That's that's my only point. But then when Trump inserts himself into this stuff and members of Congress, again, do the performative leg humping of Trump. Yeah, I'm going to comment on it and saying if you're going to sell your political soul to Trump, it's not going to end well. I, I mean, you can disagree with me and tell me I'm full of crap. Many people do. And that's fine. But I'm just telling you, it's not going to end well. It's not after Jan- and again, people are going to get mad at me about this. All they do is point out the policy successes he had, which I have acknowledged. But January sixth is a bridge too far for a lot of people. Oh yeah, whether whether yeah. you think that's whether I believe that's correct or not is irrelevant. Enough people see that as a bridge too far, and he's done. He's and toast politically. Whether the election was stolen or not, that
5: that's not. There's a lot of people who th- say the election was stolen, but when you query them and query them and query them and get down deep into it, the real reason they say the election was stolen is they didn't like the results, and so they jump on the election was stolen. But th- there's they're just it's a quality thing, and 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 that ties that ties directly into cybersecurity and to this other ransomware thing too with Colonial Pipeline. It's a it's a quality thing. It's not a liberal or conservative thing. It's a quality thing, and we need. We need to up our quality on the sources that we use for information and on the tactics we use to defend ourselves.
2: Absolutely. Well, again, that was uh, we got into way more than that than, yeah, I, than yeah. I cared to. Well, uh, if you were reading the news this past week, you heard of a cyber attack on the <clears throat> Colonial Pipeline, which covers a lot of the uh, uh, fuel for— uh, the East Coast and the Southeast was hit particularly hard by this. You've yeah. heard of long gas lines in Florida, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. Some stations completely ran out of gas. Lots of stations the, out of gas. Yeah, Lots col- of stations. Colonial Pipeline was the victim of a ransomware attack, which I I know of a company intimately that went through this and got to, got to learn a little bit about this. So when I heard ransomware... I knew exactly where they were going with this. It's it's pretty much as the uh, name is uh, uh, kind of indicates, isn't yeah, that great, yep, Scott?
5: Yep, yep. If I is Brad, if I wanted to attack you, I would find out all the stuff. You, if I, I'd find out all the stuff you're interested in, I'd do my homework on you, and I would send you an email, and I would say something like, "Hey, Brad, here's some really cool stuff about." pick the thing that you're interested in, click here to find out more, and no one else will know about it. You'll be the first. Mm -hmm. And I would craft that in such a way to tempt you to to click on it. So you'd click on it. You'd run this evil piece of software inside your computer without knowing it. Now I would be inside your computer, meaning I would also be inside your company, and from there I could branch out and steal credentials and do all kinds of stuff to implant bad software inside your company. Next thing you know, I've scrambled every every piece of data that you care about, and I've made copies of all your most private, sensitive stuff. And if you pay me a little bit in Bitcoin, <laughs> then 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 maybe I'll give you the decryption keys to put it all back. And maybe I won't tell the whole world about it. Maybe.
2: Yeah, and that that's the thing too is uh, part of the ransom is you can pony up how much ever money. Yeah, there's no guarantee they're going to give you that stuff back, right, Scott?
5: Well, there's no guarantees, but this is the evil. The evil twist on it that's counterintuitive: For Colonial Pipeline paid five million. They paid a they five did. million yep. dollar ransom, and the bad guy sent them a tool to decrypt all their stuff. But the tool was so slow; it was easier to just to recover from backups. They flushed. So Colonial flushed five million dollars down the toilet. But you can see you can see people in nice suits in a boardroom hemming and hawing about how to respond to that. In general, if I'm an attacker. If if I'm an attacker and I demand that you pay me a ransom for the decryption key, I better send you some stuff because if I don't, then no one else is going to pay me a ransom anymore. It's <laughs> it's poor customer service, which is really weird to say in this context. But it, it's these guys, these ransomware attackers. This is not just people out there in the middle of nowhere. There's a there's a there's a Russian gang called DarkSide. That's what they name themselves. Right. And they offer ransomware as a service they they sell this service to people so if i want to make if i want to attack you i can build my own ransomware and i can get inside your network and i can build my own payload and deliver it but why would i go to that much trouble i'll just pay these guys cuz that's what they do all day long they're specialists in it just like in the real economy there's specialists in everything, we're remodeling our house. There's framers and there's drywallers and there's and there's HVAC people, they're specialists, and they know how to do stuff I couldn't didn't even don't even think about. Right. Just in the underground world there are specialists in every underground activity you, you want to do too. So if I want to attack you, I'll engage the dark side guys or somebody else and they'll deliver the payroll, they'll deliver the payload and we'll split the revenue. So it's a lot cheaper than me building my own.
2: Yeah, I, I think the interesting thing about this is, uh, you know, and this is something that's brought up anytime there's a high profile hack, and it always gets back to the same issue. Yeah, it's like how do you pre- there's very simple steps to prevent these kind of attacks from yep. happening, and they keep happening, Greg Scott. Yes, they do. And
5: I've seen a whole lot of tweets, and I think some of your listeners might be of this mentality. And the tweets are something go something like. Why do we let the Russians keep attacking us? Why don't we do something about it? Right. People out there, you're asking the wrong question. The right question is, why are our defenses so bad? Right, We need to improve. Let's let's figure out ways to improve our defenses. Now, we have a conservative audience here. If you say the word Biden, that just makes people mad. Just say the word Biden and people are going to blow steam out of their pipes. But Biden <laughs> did a good thing here. It, Biden did a good thing with the cybersecurity Practice, exe- executive order from a few days ago the order the order says the federal government as a big consumer of this stuff is going to demand that companies show that they're following best security practices before the government pays money with them the government's going to use its clout as a customer I applaud that that's a good private sector thing i'll applaud that to a point government people have a tendency to get to get to get to get bad and what what what, ten- what? Big what? alert them, yeah, media yeah, 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 yeah. So what? Ha- so what? What? I'm, my fear is this: this this good intentioned executive order is going to turn into a situation where the people who fill out the forms the best are the ones who get the most attention, or the people that that spend the most money on the golf course with the right people get the most attention, while we look the other way for bad security practices. I, this is government stuff. Like that is going to happen, but this order is still it's a it's a it's a proper step in the in the right direction anyway so why and information sharing is another biggie. I tell people out there, care and share to be prepared, remember my dumb six word rhyme. Mm-hmm. Care and share to be prepared. Care enough about this stuff to really invest in it instead of just saying we care about security. We'll get up off your butt and do something about security and learn what you need to learn. And then share what you learn liberally and demand everybody else share what they learn liberally. So, I used to call, I used to call it adopt open, mm-hmm. but the right word is embrace open. Sure. So embrace open and present this stuff at conferences. I would like to see business roundtable sessions and things like that where people in nice suits gather in Switzerland and wherever else they gather. I'd like to see them talk about cybersecurity.
2: (laughs) Send me an airplane ticket. I'll come and (laughs) do a (laughs) presentation.
5: I'll wear my mask if I have to, and I'll come do a presentation for you.
2: Once again, we are joined by uh, D. Greg Scott. Uh, He he our official technology wonk and uh, is always – Uh, there for us on our annual broadcast out on Medicine Lake the first Saturday in February, although this year it was the third Saturday in February. It
5: was a little cold the first two Saturdays. 20 below, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's temperature, not wind chill. So
2: if you wonder how we can do a radio broadcast on a frozen lake, well, Greg is the guy that makes it happen. It's it's the coolest event in the country, believe me. It is. In more ways than one. Literally and figuratively, yes, it is. So uh, we need to take a break, but we'll be right back with one final segment of the broadcast with Greg Scott. And if you'd like to have... Uh, a question or comment regarding this particular issue, six five one two eight nine four four eight eight. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, the closer, coming back with one final segment. Go nowhere. AM
0: 1280, The Patriot.
6: People looking to buy a new fence in Minnesota are lucky, lucky because unlike with other types of purchases, when it comes to buying a new fence, the choice has been made so darn easy. Only one company truly stands above the rest and has for a long, long time. Midwest Fence has not only been around far longer than anyone else and thus is far more experienced, they're the largest fence company in the state, which means Midwest Fence has the greatest variety of fence designs. You won't believe the seemingly endless styles you can choose from these days. And Midwest Fence buys in such bulk, they can keep their prices lower than other companies. That's why, if you're ready for a fence, you're just plain lucky. The legendary fence company that's been making people smile since Truman was president is but a phone call away and ready to stop out and deliver a free estimate. Your turn to smile, folks. Learn more at MidwestFence.com.
12: Attention real estate investors. Do you need cash immediately? If you own one or multiple rental properties, you can use your equity to get cash out fast. The best part is we don't need tax returns or even a good credit score. At America's Loan Source, we are not a bank and we don't have bank rules. We make the decisions to loan you money and there's no limit how much we can give you. Some clients have gotten as much as $500,000 or more within days. Use the money any way you want. If you own one rental property or a hundred and COVID has left you in a cash crunch, we can help you turn your equity into fast cash. Call now for details and close in as little as 10 days and get the cash you need 800-296-1229 800-296-1229 296 That's 800-296-1229. Want to enroll your child in Christian
4: school this fall for half the cost? TwinCitiesTuitions.com is joined with area private schools to offer half-off tuition for your child's first year. At TwinCitiesTuitions.com, you'll see our partnering schools, an interactive map to find one in your area, and frequently asked questions about the program. Now more than ever, it's important for your child to have a biblical worldview. Get details about the half-off Christian tuition program at TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
2: In an era of fake news and misleading headlines, turn to a leader in accurate reporting, townhall.com. Get caught up with today's top stories, find brilliant commentary from our columnists, and have a laugh with our political cartoons at townhall.com. We're talking about people doing something stupid. Forgive us, (laughs) (laughs) folks.
5: Oh, were we on the air when I said that? Yeah. Oh, sorry. People do something. Well, no, it's true. It's, it is true. We'll do it more. We'll do it more.
2: We're talking about within the context of cyber attacks with our technology walk. Greg Scott, check out his fine website, by the way, D as in Daniel, com. And if you have any questions, uh, we got a couple of minutes left in the show, 651-289-4488. And it all comes back to one thing, Greg, as you just mentioned. Um you know, we ask the wrong questions. It's yeah. like what is the strength of our, our defenses? That's the questions we should be asking. Mm-hmm. And if it happens within a company, a regular company, the onus is in, you know, on the everyday employees. Yeah. Now, for this colonial pipeline hack, uh, was it was it confirmed that an employee just clicked on a suspicious link? We was don't it, know. We don't I, know I, okay.
5: I, I, we, and that's that's a problem. We by now we should know. We should know what, these, what happened, who, d- who did what wrong, and what went wrong, and what steps they took to, to mitigate it. We should know that, but we don't. And that's a major, that's a huge problem. We, that stuff should be reported and should all be in public. It's way better to be embarrassed than it is to keep making the same mistakes over and over and over and over and over again. And CEOs and CFOs, your computer systems, your IT network, it is an asset, not an expense. An asset, not an expense. And just burn that into your brain, along with care and share to be prepared.
2: Yeah, that, that and that's an excellent point because I mean we're in uh, we're in the 21st century now. Everybody is so much with with technology these days. Yeah, and you yeah. think about it. During the pandemic, it saved a lot of companies bacon because how many people could work remotely like we've mm-hmm. been doing. The last year of the pandemic, that's something, that luxury al- that oh, wasn't available 30, 40 years ago.
5: I pitched remote work in 2005 at the St. Paul Chamber of Commerce, and people came out of the woodwork to tell me how crazy I was, and no one would ever do it. It <laughs> could never right. happen. No I one's going to do this stuff. this story, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if I would have predicted a global pandemic 15 years later, they probably would have booted me out of the room. And, you know, this whole technology thing, there aren't any calls about technology right now. The calls are hot and heavy about the election, but technology is right smack dab in the center of all of, it, of everything we do. We 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 practically went into civil war over over supposedly tainted Dominion voting machines that weren't tainted at all. We're in this huge national argument about a technology topic that didn't that, that didn't that didn't happen. So take this: the technology is at the center of your business. It's an asset. Treat it as an asset, not an expense. It's an investment. It's an asset.
2: Yeah, and and I mean, I remember you know I'm old. I've been in the working world long enough to where I'm old to remember fax machines. You know, oh I, where, yeah, where, I still have one. Yeah, where now you can send things via email through through yeah. PDF. So much more convenient. Gover- government still sends faxes. Oh, I know it. I know it. I, <laughs> our tax dollars at work. I'm a, I'm a finance guy, and I was uh, you know we have a Canadian Canadian customers, and we were they were auditing something having to do with our Canadian customers, so I had to send something to the. Canadian version of the IRS, the Canada Revenue Agency. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I can't send these via email. Oh, no, 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 no. We just take fax or if you want to send it certified mail. You know, yeah, like, yeah. What? Yeah, yeah. yeah it's yeah, insane. Yeah. So yep. that, that's a digression. But to, to your point, I mean, technology is so, it, it, it is a luxury and it is an asset, but it does require extra care. It does. And when I hear about, uh, you know, I and I hear scary stories about this all the time, is, you know, China engages in a lot of cyber warfare. So do we. and We we do it to
5: them, too. They do it to us, and we do it to them.
2: Yeah, and so I guess, you know, when you talk about strengthening your defenses, I mean, if people come to Greg Scott and say, Greg, we need to strengthen our defenses post-haste, what are some of the uh, most practical techniques we can utilize right away?
5: Number one, training. Teach your teach your people how to spot fishing samples and I've got all kinds of fishing samples on my website. Just go to Greg's blog and and um fish f- fishy fishy emails. I've got a bazillion fishing samples. I, I, I collect fishing samples so that I can share those with people.
2: Well yeah, and you're of a, and of course you're of the awareness now where you have fun with these people, right? I mean, oh sometimes. The, yeah.
5: <laughs> sometimes. I, I took a <laughs> Raleigh, North Carolina is the headquarters, Red Hat's headquarter well, the company where I work for, Red Hat's the headquarters, and I was there on the seventeenth floor and I took a fake tech support call from somebody with a thick with a thick overseas accent. And I eventually asked him, Where are you calling me from? and he said, Downtown Ohio downtown said, ohio yeah, yeah yeah i said you need that to work on, and, yeah, work on your geography <laughs> for your next victim well, and does your does your mom know that you steal for a living oh no sir i'm not stealing we're really honest your windows computers I said listen i'm in the headquarters of the world's largest open source company there's not a windows computer inside this building anywhere just you know don't feed me this crap <laughs> so you know sometimes i don't have time there's a lot of youtube videos of people that do have time and they string these guys along they get really really creative But here's the thing. So a company, a thousand people in a company, the odds are a thousand to one that somebody's going to do something stupid. We all say don't open email attachments. We've heard that till we're blue in the face. We all know it. But then we see an email attachment that claims claims to come from Bob next door. So we click the button because we thought Bob sent it. Well, Bob didn't send it. Some bad guy from who knows where sent it. Now our computer is full of of viruses and evil software. Somebody somewhere is going to do that. So if you're running a network just assume that somebody's going to do something bad and segregate your stuff take your permissions seriously make sure the right people have permissions to see what they're supposed to be and don't have permission to see what they're not supposed to see then if somebody gets infected and they start they start scrambling files all over the place you limit you limit the scope of the infection if you're running a SCADA system, supervisory control and data acquisition is that SCADA system like what Colonial Pipeline used to open the valves and all this and other in the pipeline. Segregate that system from the rest of your network so that if somebody's computer gets mm, screwed up and your network okay. gets screwed up, it's not going to – you can still send oil to the East Coast and Raleigh, North Carolina won't run out of gas. The story I heard, by the way, from Colonial was they did segregate the, the, the SCADA network. But they shut down delivery because their billing system was compromised. Oh, okay. So maybe okay. what you want to do is is protect your billing system too, so you can still send bills. So segregate I, segregate those systems. I was just say, as
2: a guy who works in finance and is obviously familiar with the billing concept, it's like wow, that's kind of how your customers pay you based on a, yeah. on a bill. Yeah. That's vitally yeah. important yeah. too, yeah. from yeah. that yeah.
1: standpoint. Yeah.
2: Topology
5: counts. You know you can put you can put you can put routers between you and all the other systems, and you can set up well-defined rules for what traffic passes back and forth, and you can log stuff like somebody somebody sends a sends something into a TOR entrance node. Well, you have all the IP addresses for TOR. Tor, the onion router. Tor. Mm-hmm. Bad guys hide behind, behind Tor networks. When you read about the dark web, that means they're hiding behind it. They're in a Tor. They're a Tor proxy. If you're sending stuff into a Tor proxy, there's probably something fishy going on. So your your router should be able to flag that. You should have logging inside your business network so that you log all the traffic that that tries to come in that, that does that's not supposed to get in. I log stuff in my own little personal at home, and I use this at demos. Every couple seconds, a blip comes in from anywhere around the world, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. A probe comes from somebody trying to penetrate my network. Huh, good luck with that. And I've I fought
2: off ransomware attacks myself. They're, they're not fun. They're, they're just they're not fun. As always, it's an honor to be joined by our technology want Greg Scott. Check out his fine work, dgregscott.com. That's D is in Daniel, D Greg Scott com, where you can also find links to his fine literary work. Read Virus Vir- Bomb,
5: Virus Bomb, and Bullseye Breach. Got to read it. Check him out, Greg. Always a pleasure, sir. Step, step number one to 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 help yourself. Read read my
2: novels. We'll catch up with you again soon. Come on <laughs> back anytime. AM twelve eight <laughs> of the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Godspeed, my friends. Have yourselves a blessed week.
12: Hi, break time? I know you. I'm Coligard, a prescription colon cancer screening option for people 45 plus at average risk. It seems like you take care of yourself.
13: I do. I play tennis. I try to eat well.
12: What about screening for colon cancer? Not yet. Don't wait. Colon cancer is more treatable when it's caught in early stages. Tell me more. Coligard is non-invasive and is used at home. It detects altered DNA in your stool to find 92% of colon cancers. 92%? Yep, even those in early stages.
9: This was seen in a clinical study with patients 50 and older. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. False positive and negative results may occur. Coligard is not a replacement for colonoscopy in high-risk patients. Do not use if you have had adenomas, have inflammatory bowel disease and certain hereditary syndromes, or a personal or family history of colon cancer.
12: Most insured patients pay $0. Ask your provider or an online prescriber if Coligard is right for you. Or visit requestcoligard.com. I'm on it. Excellent. Are you the principal
4: or leader of a Christian or Catholic school? Would you like to fill the empty seats in your classrooms for no cash out of pocket? TwinCitiesTuitions.com would like to team up with you on our tuition program for first-year students. You'll be part of a marketing campaign to raise awareness about your school and gain new students for next year and beyond. Again, at no cash investment for your school. Get details by logging on to TwinCitiesTuitions.com. That's TwinCitiesTuitions.com.
5: It's spring, so it's time for home projects. Whether you're remodeling or just tackling your honey-do list, Early Bird Electric is the electrician you can trust. Early Bird is the troubleshooting expert, and they love old homes. Early Bird gets the job done right the first time. From small projects like adding an outlet to whole home rewires or emergency service, Early Bird Electric has you covered. And yes, Early Bird offers same-day service. 612 The Bird. Mention The Patriot, and your trip charge is free with repair purchase. 612 The Bird. Or visit 612thebird.com.
13: On a bitter December morning, Shelby went to a Twin Cities abortion clinic, planning to get abortion pills to end her pregnancy. A young mom of a three year old daughter, Shelby didn't see how she could parent another child by herself. But when she got there, she saw the Alpha Women's Center mobile medical clinic parked nearby. This is Annie with Alpha Women's Center, a pro life Christian ministry in the Southwest Metro. We operate a mobile ultrasound unit that we call the Miracle Machine. Shelby left the abortion clinic that day and came on the mobile unit instead. When she saw her baby on the ultrasound, she changed her mind and chose life. Alpha Women's Center has been offering help and hope to women like Shelby since 1982, and we're the only mobile pregnancy center in Minnesota. We go where women are, serving in five locations. Our mobile clinic is staffed by licensed medical professionals who offer best practice care at no cost. We're entirely donor-funded by pro-life people like you. To learn more or support our ministry, visit us at MiracleMachineMN.com. AM 1280, the Patriot, (laughs) WWT.